You're listening to another life-transforming message from C3 Church San Diego. For more information on our church, go to c3sandiego.com. I want to share a little bit of our testimony about how Vision Builders has really changed who we are and allowed us to be everything God created us to be. Our prayer for you this morning is that you would be everything he created you to be. It could be that Vision Builders might be one of the ways that he unlocks you the way he's unlocked us, okay? So Vision Builders Month, you know, our theme as a church is advance. Uh, Vision Builders is where we as a church partner with God for the advancing of his kingdom. Well, what does that look like, okay? Uh, We're believing that our church's footprint in this city will be advanced and enlarged so that we can disciple and impact the, the city we've been called to reach. We're believing that Jesus Christ and his reputation and the representation um, of who he is will be advanced in our generation. Let me ask you this. Do you want to be a part of the generation that loses ground for the kingdom of God? On your watch. I mean, listen, you're, you're a part. You got all these resources. You got the power of the Holy Spirit. You got a church with vision and, and, an, and an appetite to take the city. You've got a permission to go into any sphere of culture for him. There's not one thing you can't do for him. He's given you permission, actually, and responsibility to go big for him. Would you like to be called on and be found as the ones that didn't move the ball forward. See, C3 and and Vision Builders is where we say, listen, devil, we're taking this city. This is our city. God's called us to take this city, and you can't stop us. Let me tell you how important it is to be a part of a movement that's going forward and taking ground. Because if you're not a part of a movement that's, that's going forward and possessing the land and, t- and buying buildings and advancing, guess what? It's very likely your life will struggle to advance. You know, when my wife and I first moved here, we, we met, uh, well, when we met, we had both come out of a divorce. We both actually were in a pretty rough spot, not a spot you'd probably want to hear from. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we loved Jesus, but we were broken, broke and broken. She was in, I think, uh, public housing, um, and, uh, and I was living on my mom's couch at the age of 31. That's <laughs> It's pretty impressive stuff right there, you know what I mean? And, uh, and we got into a great church that believed in healing, that believed in salvation, and that believed in deliverance, and they believed in us. They believed in broken people aren't intended to stay broken or broke, okay? So wherever you are, I just want you to know, just you, can, you could be a lot further, but wh- where you hang around and who, what you, you got to be a part of a campus like this if you really want to get somewhere. Okay, so, and we, we faithfully served there. We became leaders and pastors there and, and grew there a lot. But there, and, and again, I want to be so honoring of that church because it did so much good for us, but there's one thing they didn't do. 
they never grew. They never bought buildings. They didn't have the audacity or the courage to take territory in the city. So after a while, guess what happened? We stopped growing. We'd hit some ceilings. And so when we moved, when, when we felt God calling us down to San Diego, we had never heard of C3. We'd never, we, we didn't know what this thing was. We just knew we needed to be in a good church. And we knew that God was calling to take some lids off our life. We didn't realize that it would be vision builders that would take the lid off our life. As young business people, we'd been in business for, for seven, or I think six years, five years, six years at the time. And we'd had a cap on our business. It wasn't like a bad business, but it was about five million bucks. And, and we were paying the bills and it, it was cool, but it, it was capped. Have you ever felt capped? Have you ever felt like, it's not like your life's bad or evil, it's just capped, okay? And if you gotta realize, if you're capped long enough, you start to lose hope. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, okay? But desires realized are a tree of life, and what was happening is we, we weren't going anywhere as a church, and as a result, our life stopped going places. And so when we got down to seed three, we started to sense that there was vision for the city. And as business leaders and as people in general, we felt like hope started to revive in us that our life could be bigger than it really was. And so we started participating in vision builders. Okay, so please understand that we are believing through Vision Builders that this church becomes a greater expression and a greater representation of Jesus in this city. But we're also believing that you become a greater representation and a greater expression. There's not one thing we would love to see more than the limitations and the caps and the ceilings lifted off your life for you to be everything that God wants you to be. We wanna, we wanna have remarkable buildings, why? So that we can raise and release remarkable people. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, Vision Builders has probably been, again, we, we had a lot of other good things that are church before here, but I want to talk about just how powerful Vision Builders has been for us. Okay, so, and I have a word, and this, this uh, afternoon, and I want to tell you where it came from. Anybody go to Emerge Conference? <clears throat> the rise, anybody see the Canelo fight last night? Come on, man, come on. Heavyweight champion of the world. Um, I love title fights. I love fighting. I just like men and just winning. And so we brought my son Josiah to um, emerge this year. It was lit, man. There was a UFC fight there. I'm like, what the heck is going on here? I'm like, what kind of church has a UFC fight right before worship? But let me say, I've never seen men worship like that. It was like you just 
unlocked all the valves in us and we were able to fully like, ah, oh, with all my testosterone, God, I offer myself to you. It was just epic. It really was. It was, I really was sitting there thinking, I don't know if this is right or wrong, but it's amazing. I love a church that's pushing the envelopes, man, and pushing the envelopes and speaking the language of culture. Well, I had my son there, and he's 12, and this is the first full emerge uh, that he went to with us. And afterwards, you, you, you carry these burdens around. For those of us who've been there, you know, and you, you write down things that you went to the conference with that you don't want to go home with, right on. And the other thing that's, like, ridiculous is people are so real, I mean, people are writing stuff on your burden, on their burdens. You're like, dang, dude, you got some cojones, man, to, to write that down. I mean, I, I know going in the ring against Josiah Simpson takes some, some stones, but like, but to write what some of the things, some of the stuff I saw written, I'm like, that is courage. And then at the end, you throw them in this fire and pray for each other. And our 12-year-old son had some stuff written on his burden. I'm like, how can you have that on your burden? You're 12. But, hey, welcome to reality, man. We live in a culture that's defiled and perverse and broken, and yet God has called us to be an expression of him and rise up to lead the culture, okay? So anyway, so he, at the end, we're throwing our burns in the fire, and I'm like, Josiah, I'd love to pray for you. He's like, that's great, Dad. I want to pray for you. All right. I think it was the UFC fight that did something to him, man. Just telling you. And so uh, we prayed for him, and I don't really remember what I prayed. Um, and, but I remember when he prayed for me, and, and he st- I could tell he was praying. And normally he's 12, and he doesn't pray that good. It's like, God, it's the same prayer. It's like a recording. It's like, oh, gosh, I can turn off right now because it's just, you know, he's not like yet become like all in, but he's getting there. You know what I mean? Uh, anybody getting there? <laughs> Okay, so this was one of his moments, man, where he, like, tapped into something other than himself. And he, I could tell. I couldn't hear anything because there's 1,500 men praying. It was like a roar, and there was a fire, and it was wild. But I could tell something was going on with him, and I could feel something. So afterwards, we got in the car, and I'm like, Josiah, like, what the heck was going on there? He's like, God gave me a word for you, Dad. Yeah. He said, uh, and he knows that, he knows like a little bit of our world, and, and uh, he said, yeah, God told me to tell you, don't store up for yourself treasures uh, on this earth, store them up in, in heaven. He says, but you're supposed to create wealth on the earth. I'm like, whoa, how do I, what do I do with that? You know what I mean? And so this message has kind of come out of me trying to process my 12-year-old's prophetic word over me. And for those of us in the marketplace, this is what I want to share. And the, the message today is called treasure and how I feel God wants to make sure all of our treasures are in the right place, okay? And he, he doesn't want to take from us, but he just wants to make sure everything that's valuable to us is his ultimately, okay? And the more you can give him the things that are valuable to you, the more he will trust you with them. 
And so treasure, as we get into treasure and as we talk about vision builders, vision builders is really where I say, um, God, my treasures are for your purposes. And the more I can bring my treasure into alignment with his purposes, the more treasure he will allow us to have access to. See, I can enlarge my life, expand my life, and advance my life if I can give him the treasures of my life. Now, I want you to know something about treasure is I I happen to live in the business world. That's why I love our apprenticeship and our Pathfinders ministry because there's a lot of like... There's a lot of ballers and ballers in the making uh, in, this, in this campus. There's 12 of us that are going hard after the things of God. And, and we play in the treasure world where there's money. There's like money on the line and contracts and big contracts and contracts that are getting bigger and bigger. And therefore, guess what? Money can trip you up. And yet we're called to be kingdom men and women here. We can't let money trip us up. So treasure, we got to get our treasure right. And so, you know, I want you to know the Bible has a lot to say about treasure. In fact, there's over 2,350 verses that deal with money and possessions. So as a person in the business world who deals with treasure all the time, I better figure out some of the principles. I was recently on a plane flying up to Seattle and Alaska just bought Virgin Airlines. And so I'm used to flying on a certain plane, and I was now on like a Virgin Airline plane, which is different. And what I like about Alaska is I can watch all the videos on my iPad, but Virgin was screwed up because all their things are in the back of the plane or the back of the seat. And I was trying to figure out how to get my, my Apple earbuds that are Bluetooth to connect to the back of the seat. It was irritating. I mean, it's first world issues, you know, that we deal with, you know what I mean? I, I'm, and, and I just want to bring you into some of the, the wrestlings I've had to deal with in this last year. And I was just processing like the, I was processing the technology in the back of the seat and it was pretty overwhelming. But then I looked out the window and I realized, flip, I am 30,000 feet in the air. What is more remarkable, that I can watch a movie in the air or that I'm in the air. I was in a 75,000 pound machine made mostly of metal, 30,000 feet in the air. And I was processing like flight and the, the impossibility of flight, but it's really not an impossibility. What it is, is it's the tension or the multiplication of two principles. What's the principle that would take a plane down? Heck yeah. But what's the principles that keep a plane up? Lift and thrust. And God was telling me that in this world, in a fallen world, where you have a degeneration happening all the time since Adam and Eve, God created, set it up to work. He set us up to fly. He set us up to function. But then you got Adam and Eve, it broke down, and all of a sudden we got the laws that keep us grounded. God would, or the devil would love to keep this church grounded keep this church out of the air. He'd love to keep your life grounded, keep you out of the air. And there are principles in the word of God that will get you up, get you flying, okay? And so um, when you read the word of God, you have to understand something about his word. Number one, um, the, the principles are promises and warnings, okay? Promises and warnings. That's the, that's the lift. The thrust, or the other dimension, is 
the empowerment of God over his principles. It's not just boundaries and structures and rules and regulations. It's actually grace and faith that lift you. Okay? And so when we read the word, I want to read through the context that God wants to get you off the ground. He, did, he does not, there's no engineer on the planet that creates planes to stay on the ground. There's never, ever been an engineer who dreamed about his plane not flying. God never, never, never. He's the engineer of you, and he has never once ever dreamed of you being grounded. He has only ever dreamed of you flying, flying high, flying far, taking territory, carrying valuable cargo. He has only ever, ever, ever intended for you to fly. So when you read the word, please, please understand, he wants, he wants, he wants to empower you. Okay, so let's get into, let's read the word like with that understanding. I'm about to get airborne. But you know, it's not just us getting airborne. I want to be in a church that's flying. I want to be in a church, man, that's advancing. That when God says, I need you at this destination with this amount of people by this time, that he can count us to get there on time. That's what Vision Builders has done. It's become the vehicle that gets vision off the ground. It be, it's a vehicle that gets us from what we see and where we want to go to actually arriving there. Do you think God wants to give you this unbelievable grandiose vision for your life only for you to never get there? Okay, all that so we can read the word. Okay, it says in Matthew 6, 19 through 21 and verse 22, it says, don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat and rust destroys and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be also. No one can serve two masters for you will hate one and love the other. You'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. Again, money is powerful here. These are promises designed to get you off the ground. If you ignore, or if we ignore some of the warnings around money, and we begin to fall in love with the treasures and the entrapments of money, nothing will ground you like the love of money. Let me just say that right now. Nothing will will keep your life from flourishing like the love of money. In fact, let's read 1 Timothy. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. And then finally, I want to read out of Proverbs 8, one of my life promises about, see, you have all these warnings around money because money is very dangerous, especially for business leaders. I want you to know you're in a safe place to be a very successful business leader because we're gonna teach you how to not let money ruin your life. We're gonna teach you to use money to do good things with it, to become someone that can be trusted and respected to get the job done, to get, to get us somewhere. That's the will of God for business. Business is a good thing. So Proverbs 8, 18, 19, and 21, this is God's promise. This is what he would say to all of us. I have riches and honor 
as well as enduring wealth and justice. My gifts are better than gold, even the purest gold. My wages are better than sterling silver. Those who love me, those who treasure me, those who prioritize me, those who care about the things I care about, those who dream the things I dream, what do I do with those people? Those who love me inherit wealth. And remember, inherit, the, the secret to inherit is that you're in the family. In other words, you're a part of a line that has all the money, and you now are being trusted with it because you carry the same heart as him who has all the money. So the only way you can ever inherit something is him who has it believes that you're, you have a right to it. It says, those who love me, I'll fill their treasuries. So I was starting to comprehend now what my 12-year-old was seeing, um, that, he, that God wanted my heart, but he wanted me to have his money so that I could do with his money what was in my heart, which was what was in his heart. And if you can get his heart into your heart, his will, his appetite to advance, his desire to build churches, his desire to build campuses, his desire to save a city, take a city, if you can get that in you, you become someone who can inherit the promises of God. This is what Vision Builders has done to us. It's allowed us to catch God's heart. Now remember, if I back up, the church loved God and loved God, but it didn't have his heart to advance or grow. And if it did, it, wasn't, it didn't create a, a mechanism like vision builders. So when we got into vision builders, what happened is we were able, able to give our hearts and our gifts and our talents and our businesses as business leaders. Because at, a, at that church, and, and I love that church, we could use our prophetic gifts, we could use our deliverance gifts, and we had a few deliverance gifts, let me tell you. And uh, we, we, could use our, we could use our preaching gifts, and we could use our serving gifts, but guess what gifts just were shut down there? Wealth creation, money making, business gifts. God had put these crazy gifts in us, but there was no way to express our love for him with those gifts. So those began to die. Because if, it's, if you don't use muscle, they atrophy. And so God actually had to pull us out of a culture where our muscles were not being exercised and put us onto a track team. It's like, oh my gosh, this is vision builders, man. Look at Rudy up there. I got to figure out how to catch that dude. I got to speed walk like Marco and the, the Ecuadorian gold medal champion. I, I'm, I, because what happens is I needed, I had muscles that God wanted to grow and develop and build, but I wasn't in a culture where they were stretched. There was no demand. Do you think it was good for me and my wife to get into a culture where we were stretched and grown and got to see these gifts that God had put in us? Do you think God enjoys watching business people create wealth? He's crazy about it. He likes watching artists create. He likes, as much as he likes watching preachers preach. As much as he likes watching healings happen at the altar. As much... He likes watching his creation do their thing. I'm just saying, man. God is not religious. 
Okay, I'm going to just read through this. Uh, Vision Builders has given us an opportunity to stretch, to believe, to trust, and to go where we'd never gone before. We had no idea this was possible. Vision Builders has opened a door for us to hitch our lives to something way bigger than us. Vision bigger than ours, purpose bigger than ours, dreams bigger than ours, resources bigger than ours, and a heart that's bigger than ours. Our hearts have actually grown. Our hope has grown. How's your hope? Where's your hope? What's your hope quotient? If you could measure your hope, where's it at? It's beautiful to be in an environment like this where there's a hope for the future. Because if God's gonna give you a future and a hope, you need to be in an environment where there's a hope for the future. When I get around pastors like Phil Pringle and Jurgen Matesius and they say, hey, God called us here for 16 campuses, what that does is says, wow, there's an opportunity for me to hitch my life. Wow, hitching my life to these four campuses has done quite well for us. What if we could enlarge the size of our hitch? I, I need to get off the little hitch and get the fifth wheel on or get a semi-trailer and hitch my life. You got it? You got it? Okay. Um, it's built our faith. We've seen miracles, and I don't mean miracles seven years ago. We've seen miracles this week, this last week, create really unique things. You don't see miracles if you're not in the stretch. Vision Builders has enlarged our stretch. It's enlarged our stretch. It'll enlarge your stretch. Okay, uh, the other thing that Vision Builders has done, and I'm gonna end on this story. Flip, what the flip? <laughs> I love that we're a church that caters and loves business leaders. I, I love it. But not everyone's called to be a business leader. And we don't want you, if you're not called to be a business leader, to be one. We want you to be you. God has a call on every one of us to do something unique. But I want you to know, just like all of us are called to worship, but not all of us are called to sing. <laughs> Some of us are called to not sing. <laughs> but all of us are called to offer ourselves in worship, right? It's the same with vision builders. Not all of us are called to write $100,000 checks uh, every year. Not, not all of us have that calling, but all of us are called to offer. All of us are called to participate. Just like every one of us is called to worship, every one of us is called to participate in the advancing of the kingdom of God in the city. And I want to end with this story. It's a story about one of my heroes, Dr. Youngi Cho, who helped build the largest church in the world the Yodai Full Gospel Church in South Korea. Over a million people attend this church. Over, over 10,000 millionaires he raised up in his church out of poverty. This was a nation that had no millionaires at a time where millionaires weren't even common. Now they're pretty common. Now we're talking billionaires. But in 1973, there just weren't a lot of them, and there certainly weren't any of them in South Korea. And yet God chose to move there, but it wasn't because of a businessman. I want you to understand. I want you to understand that, that it, it, it's somebody who just has a heart to give to God that really shifts things, okay? So get this. When our present church was being, this is his, um, one of his biographies where he tells his story. When, when our present church was being built in 1973, the dollar was devalued. 
This caused the Korean won, which is the currency tied to the U.S. dollar, to suffer, and we entered into a deep recession. Then an oil crisis hit, worsening our already fragile economy. Our people lost their jobs, and our income went down. Pretty dire. Having signed contracts with the construction company and experiencing an unprecedented increase in building costs, he, here's what he says. I suffered greatly seeing the possibility of financial collapse, despondency. I sat in my unfinished church building wishing the still bare rafters would just fall on me. Have you ever been in a place where you're like, I just wish <laughs> it's all coming down anyway. Just might as well come down now. Um, he was in a tough spot. Um, every person that's going into greatness has a tough spot in them. If you're in that tough spot, you're on your way to something, all right? You're on your way, man. You're on your way to something, man. God's not done yet, okay? This isn't the celebration of people who are there. This is the celebration of people who have committed to go there. And I'm grateful that one of my heroes was in a tough spot too, because I can generally relate more to the tough spot than the mountaintop. <laughs> Just being real with you, I, I've probably had more tough spots on the way than mountaintops. So I, I appreciate this story. Um, he said, seeing that only a miraculous intervention of God would deliver us from a catastrophe, I joined the intercessors at Prayer Mountain. One evening, while we were meeting to pray on the ground floor of an unfinished church, several hundred joined me in prayer. An old woman walked slowly in my direction. As she approached the platform, I noticed that tears were filling her eyes. She bowed and said, Pastor, I want to give these items to you so that you may sell them for a few pennies to help with our building fund. I looked down and in her hands was an old rice bowl and a pair of chopsticks. I said to her sister, I can't take these necessities from you. And I wanna say that as a church and as pastors, we. We, we're not, we don't want to take anything. We don't want to take anything from, from you. But listen to her response. She said, but pastor, I'm an old woman. I have nothing of value to give my Lord. Yet Jesus has graciously saved me. These items are the only things in the world I possess. She exclaimed, tears are now flowing down her wrinkled cheeks. You must let me give these to Jesus. I can place my rice on old newspapers and I can use my hands to feed myself. I know that I will die soon, so I don't wanna meet Jesus without giving him something on this earth. As she finished speaking, everyone there began to weep openly. The Holy Spirit's presence filled the place and we all began to pray in the spirit. A businessman in the back of the room was deeply moved and said, Pastor Cho, I wanna buy that rice bowl and those chopsticks for $1,000. With that, everyone started to pledge their possessions. My wife and I sold our small home and gave the money to the church. You know, in closing, uh, I, I wanna talk about, not the businessman, but I wanna talk about the person who stirred the businessman. And as, as we're coming into Vision Builders Sunday or, or Vision Builders Month, and it's, it's Vision Builders that has allowed not only this woman back then, but our family and our life 
to offer our business to Jesus. That's really what it's done, is it's given us a way to offer him everything we are. And what I'm asking and praying and challenging, but you know what? I wanna be careful because I don't know if Pastor Young Cho was challenging that woman to give her rice. Well, he was telling her, no way, get that thing out of here. That's, that's your only livelihood. But what I'm believing for in this city is a church that's all in. Where there is such a gripping over our hearts for what God has done for us and for what God wants to do in this city that there's a part of us that just can't be satisfied holding on to our valuables and our treasures. But we're a people that treasure his kingdom coming more than anything in the world. And, and, and that's my prayer today, and I'm gonna close with that. So will you just let me pray for us? And will you, will you maybe just repeat after me? Father God, you're my treasure. And I want my heart to be caught up in the things of you. And this month, I turn my affections, my resources, my heart towards you, towards worshiping you, towards offering my life to you, and towards building your house building your reputation in this city. I wanna be a part of your cause in my generation. I wanna do my part. It might not be much right now, but I wanna bring my offering to you. Will you show me what you want me to bring? to you this year. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our pastors, team, and what we do at C3 San Diego, go to c3sandiego.com.